Welcome to the Yellow Balloons Podcast, a collection of teachings to help you navigate the transformational possibilities of a God-centered perspective. We pray these insights from Scripture will inspire and encourage you. So the mindset of, I just want everything that this world has to offer, that mindset, that's shameful. And that's Freneo there, is that correct? Freneo, yeah. that's Freneo, mindset. So if you have a mindset of, I want what the world has to offer and everything in it, what that leads to is slavery to your appetites, because that's what the world feeds on, is your appetites. You're going to end up slave to your appetites, and everything you truly care about is going to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. Don't have that mindset. Yeah, one of the things that occurs to me, I think we have run into this with uh, feedback we've gotten and conversations we've had around yellow balloons and other things. I think a hang-up that a lot of people have is they don't realize that their perspective, their mindset is a choice that they can make. They think it's just, this is just what I think. This is just, I have to do this that way or, or the other. We use this example all the time, but you know, if, if Kylie does something that, that I find irritating, I might use the language of, she's making me angry. Mm-hmm. Basically, like she's just forcing me to be angry. Uh-huh. There's no, I don't have a choice in this. It just is I what it is. I see the control over to Kylie of my life. Right. Yeah. And so <laughs> I think it's it's really important to iterate here that, that uh, you know Paul is saying and, and all of Scripture itself is saying you have a choice. God gave us stewardship of how to look at things. That's what the original temptation was. Mm-hmm. Are you going to choose the perspective that God gave, that He knows best? Harmony with him is ultimate fulfillment. And this one thing he told you not to do will lead to death. And so you don't want to do it. You're going to trust that? Or do you want to figure out your own way? What's he hiding from you? Don't you think that figuring out your own way and having your own wisdom and your own knowledge on your own account, don't you think that would be better? He must be holding something back from you. There must be something great there. Or he wouldn't have told you that not to do that. We have that voice in us all the time, right? Mm -hmm. And it daily work to be delivered from that voice. Work out your salvation with trembling and fear. Why trembling and fear? Because you don't want this destruction. Mm -hmm. I mean, you should. We should all be really concerned about this. I mean, there's there's destruction around every corner if we give in to this worldly mindset. Well, and I think that's the other trap that Christians fall into is we focus so much on sort of that first salvation of being born again that we think we've, you know, we've made the choice to follow God. It should be like happily ever after after that, right? Like I, I've, and so then we get into this like kind of like a shame spiral when we feel any sort of inkling towards sin or, or you know, or our flesh because it's like, oh, I. I should have gotten past this. It should have gone away completely. I've made the decision. Well, Paul is saying, like I said before, this isn't a one-off decision. This is like every day you've got to make this choice. You've got to continue on the path of, of godliness. You don't have to continue on in order to be born again. Right. You were born again. That's a gift. You have to continue on if you want the benefits of your new birth, mm-hmm. to experience the benefits. If, if you don't experience the benefits, unfortunately— it doesn't go to neutral. It goes to destruction. Mm-hmm. Now, fortunately, God protects us in a huge way from the things we are ignorant about in mm-hmm. large respect. At least that's what I find, and I think Scripture indicates that. 
But ultimately, he gave us this responsibility, and it's an immense responsibility. And if you, once you get to kind of attune to this perspective that we're talking about of that this is what reality is, you actually see it everywhere in Scripture, the admonition to choose a proper mindset. So what is the proper mindset? So we've said, uh, okay, you'll make my joy complete if you guys are one and loving one another and not complaining and walking this kingdom of God way instead of the world we way, Paul said. And he told them, don't be an appetite follower. Don't, don't, you know, don't follow your feelings. Don't follow your, um, your impulses. That's what the world would tell you you should do. Be honest with your feelings. You know, that this is you. If you think it, you have to do it. Well, it's telling you that because it wants to control you and turn you into its slave. That, that's why the world says that. It hates you, and it wants your destruction. And if you follow it, that's what you get. You get destruction. So don't do that. Here's the alternative. And this is actually binary, I think. That you, can, you can dress up the world's ways with Christian words, and it's still the world's ways. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the Pharisees did that, right? So here's the alternative, and this is challenging, okay? And this is now 2-5. And, and it says in 2-5, let this mindset be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Now, he had just said, fulfill my joy by being like-minded in 2-2. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind esteem others more than yourself so serve others love others love others as yourself so let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus verse 6 who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men so God's in heaven Jesus is in heaven he's God heaven's wherever God's will is done. He's in heaven. He's God. Colossians 1 tells us that he made the world and everything in it. He was the agent of creation. It was made for him. And you got to think that being in heaven and in charge of everything as God is a pretty good, comfortable situation. It sounds all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's hard to think of anything better than that. Right. And so his father comes and says, hey, I want you to become a man, go down to earth, and die for this creation that's rebelled against us. Now, let me, let me just uh, role play with you. Let's just say that I was your dad and said, hey, I want you to leave the family business where you're the CEO and you've got a big house and you're really enjoying your life, and I want you to go, you know, working in an orphanage in some third world country and you're probably in and there's a disease there and you're going to die yeah or there's a native population that is you know at militantly against christianity so the chances are high they'll kill you put you to death yeah and i, I want you to do that your natural inclination i think would be i'm the head of this deal why i why would you ask me to do that why would I leave this behind for that? Option? Why would I leave this behind for that? And what this is saying here is Jesus did not consider himself entitled at all. 
he wasn't entitled to stay. He just like, if you think that's best for me, I'll do it. It's total trust. If you think that's best for me, I'll do it. So he leaves this, the ultimate apex of reality and comes and becomes a man. Now we know man is lower than angels. Angels are lower than God, so he actually took at least two, two rungs Yeah, down. he jumps a rung, yeah. <laughs> and so he came and became in the likeness of men. So this is actually, I would say, a great Christmas verse. Hmm. When, when he's born as a, as a human, it's stunning. It's a very stunning thing. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself. So to be humble is to see reality as it is. That's what humility is, just seeing reality as it is. And reality as it is, is that obedience is always the best for us. And that's what he does. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross, because that's what his father told him was in his best interest and in our best interest. Okay, so what does the Bible tell us to do daily? Follow God. Follow God. Does it ask us to die to anything daily? Ourselves. Die to self daily. Leave the comfort of worldly comfort, which is actually comfortable. It's comfortable to think everybody else is at fault, not me. Everybody should serve me. It's comfortable. It's comfortable to blame. It's comfortable to gripe. All those things are comfortable. Leave behind that comfort and set self aside. Die to self. Take up your cross, follow me. That, that's what we're asked to do. This, is, this, uh, this reputation daily, work out your salvation from the, penal, I'm sorry, from the uh, power of sin. Work out your salvation from the power of sin every day. Set aside self, take up your cross, follow me. What is the cross? Well, it's two things. It's what every sin is nailed to. So that's the security of the acceptance that you have. Take up your full acceptance that you have in me. You don't need acceptance from anybody else. You don't need belonging from the world. And take up the task I've given you to do, to love others unconditionally and and as you love yourself. That's not easy. But, you know, that's why it takes work. That's what Jesus did. He became obedient to the point of death, even death uh, on the cross. He learned obedience. He learned that through temptation, through rejection, and he lived a 100% dependent life. And we've talked about the God is using the dependence of lower beings to shut up Satan, who is a stronger being that wants to rule with power. And what God is doing is saying everyone who trusts and depends on me and serves and loves is a superior is a superior manager. You know, if you've ever worked for somebody that's like that, you know that firsthand. Right. Yeah. <laughs> then he says, because Jesus did that, therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow. So because Jesus learned obedience and followed God, God gave him this massive reward. And we're promised all through the scripture that if we will follow this mindset, it will be way more than worth it. 
Um, and, you know, 1 Corinthians 3, we get gold, silver, precious stones instead of wood, hay, and stubble. It's kind of giving you the idea that there's treasure at the end if we do these, have this mindset and just kind of nothing worth saving if we don't have that mindset. Revelation 3, Jesus says, to the overcomers, those who overcome self, overcome this world perspective that leads to shame, that's you know following your appetites, your feelings, um, instead of following what, what's true, um, if if you if you have if you overcome those things to the overcomer I will give to sit with me on my throne, even as my father gave to me and I sat down on his throne. So that's stupendous, right? It, but it's the same have this same mindset. It will be worth it. And the interesting thing is, you get the double promise. Not only is it worth it out there, it's worth it now, because you get harmony, spiritual harmony in spite of your physical circumstances. Yeah, I mean, talk about the paradox of all paradoxes, right? Jesus leaves heaven, comes down, suffers, uh, but is exalted so that, you know, his, his glory is, uh, is revealed. And, and you know, yeah, as you said, the scripture talks about we share in his sufferings, we also share in his glory. And the interesting thing, you're talking about these, who these Philippians are, they're actually his main donors. Uh, Paul did not solicit donations from people, hmm. but these guys, on their own accord, started sending him money. And he and he says in here, you know, I I really appreciate it a lot. But he's given this exhortation to people who are his main donors. So he obviously is not. There's no buttering up of any kind. Of well, I gotta I gotta be nice to these people because, you know, they're my, my main donors. He's just like. My main interest is in you and in exhorting you to do what's best for you. That's my jo main joy. And if I say these things to you and, it, and you don't want to hear it and you, stop, and you stop supporting me financially, that's fine. You know, that God, God will take. I'm, I'm not trusting in you, but I greatly appreciate you. I mean, he does, he does give them and say, well, I really appreciate you guys um, – you, I, I, I really appreciate you guys supporting me, but he's not angling for support. He, and he actually says, he actually says in here, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that at last your care has flourished again. So it's a little bit of, gee, I, I, I missed your connection for a, <laughs> for a long time. And then he says, you surely did care, but lacked opportunity. So I, I knew you cared, but didn't, but it's really cool that you started started giving me money again. I really appreciate it. But I don't really need anything, not, an, not that I speak in regard to need, because I've learned whatever state I'm in to be content. And he, he told them to be not grumble before, and he said, I really appreciate your support, but I was fine either way. Um, As I know, he writes I know, this from prison. What? As he writes this from prison. Yeah, as he writes this from prison. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Of those two, abounding is much more difficult, by the way. The more you have, the more you tend to, your appetites start wanting more. But he said, I, I know how to do everything and every things. I've learned to be full and hungry, abound and suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, we, that's a bumper sticker verse. But it's actually the context of it is in 
talking about uh, financial support. He's fundraising. Yeah. yeah, he's fundraising. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think most fundraising pitches have that in there. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our series on the book of Philippians. Blessings and peace to you as you join in the amazing opportunity to know God by faith, participate in his kingdom, and steward the vast riches that come through knowing him. Join us as we continue to pursue the truth of God's word by visiting our website at yellowballoons.net. There you will find a collection of resources developed to aid you in your journey to discovering a true perspective. If you have any questions related to what you just heard, we would love to hear from you. Please email us at contact at yellowballoons.net.